Hello, welcome back to episode 8 of Project Unoya. I have a very special guest with me today and I think with this topic it's really awesome that I got to have her here today. So I have Fia here. Hi there, <laughs> super excited to be on this platform. Aww. Here's the thing, we're going to be talking about depression and anxiety and I think I did bring it up a lot in the recent episodes but today we're just really going to go really in depth about it. I feel like there's so much experience and there's so much we can say and we can do better in mm-hmm. in talking about this because it's such a there's such a stigma behind both of them. Mm-hmm. I believe and being as someone who has experienced a lot of it and Fia as well and that's why I have her here with me it's gonna be just I think a relieving thing to have to finally just talk about and I think I hope this definitely helps some of you guys out there too so let's talk about depression how do you feel about depression tell me what your thoughts about it I think there's many faces to depression, to be honest. I think there's external and internal factors. But I think a lot of underlying symptoms towards uh, depression overlap. You know, frustration, sadness, thoughts of suicide or death, you know, disturbances in sleep or appetite. And I think everyone experiences depression differently. Um, I think there's there's no real one way to define the experience. You know, it could be short term, it could be long term, it could be something that, you know, someone's been struggling with all their lives. So thinking about it from that standpoint, everybody has a story and there's factors behind who we are as people and why we behave the certain ways, why we have the trajectory that we do in our lives. And you know, some people are not as fortunate as others. They go through Mm -hmm. a lot of traumatic experiences early on in their lives, uh, which unfortunately can lead to depression as well, can lead to a lot of self-doubt, feelings of emptiness, anger. And, you know, what's important is really recognizing what the cause is behind it and what uh, the root cause is behind these suppressed emotions that we have and Mm -hmm. why we feel the way that we do. Why do you think the way that we do? You know, the thing um, I should have mentioned, you guys, is uh, the reason behind uh, why Fia talks so confidently about this is because she's honestly, not only has she gone through it, she's literally gone to school to freaking experience this type of shit on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I... (laughs) The undergrad definitely helped. Yeah, so <laughs> for sure. do you want to explain what you used to do? Yeah, so um, I did my bachelor's in health sciences at the University of Calgary. I graduated about a year ago. I worked on uh, various projects, like interdisciplinary projects regarding revolving around mental health. Not really mental health. It was primarily like what my honors thesis was Um, about was uh, cognitive functioning Mm. and uh, silent brain infarctions so you know for me mental health has been more of like a self-discovery kind of a thing Mm -hmm. you know it's not something that you really learn about in school Mm -hmm. it's not something that you you really have to experience it and to really gauge an insight on why why you operate the way you do Mm -hmm. you know I think so many of us as people we're not aware of a lot of the implicit emotions or thoughts that we have. And not only that, but I think there's a lot of underlying factors towards why we cope the way we do, who we interact with. That's all shaped not only by experiences in the past, but you know, traumatic experiences, or it just could be a multitude of factors. And I think for me, self-awareness is key you know Mm -hmm. really I think that's what really differentiates someone on the path of growth Mm -hmm. is being able to be self-aware enough to know you know what are my strengths what are my weaknesses you know what are my insecurities Mm -hmm. Um, why do I feel this way 
And once you're able to identify those factors, you're able to consciously assert control on implementing change mm-hmm. towards that because it's so different. Like, for example, like your experience is so different from mine. Somebody mm-hmm. else's experience is, it's a wide array of things. And I think yeah. that's why you can't really localize it. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through different experiences. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's so different from one another. And that's why I came out with Project Unoya, honestly, is because everyone has a story and everyone can finally really say their truth because we're all really hiding behind this side that we tend to hide all the time. There's such a huge stigma behind uh, depression and anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you aren't going through that. There's so many people in the world that don't know what depression and anxiety are, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with the older generation. Let's say people our age who are finally, I feel like (laughs) I've been experiencing depression my whole life. But to be honest, anxiety really came later on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you really talk about anxiety, no one really knows what that is. People Mm -hmm. just be like, oh, you just worry too much about stuff. I remember in a past episode, I mentioned that a friend of mine asked me if I've ever gone through anxiety or had anxiety at all. And I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know, I don't worry about stuff I don't need to worry about. Yeah. And people would ask me like, oh, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. When I would just like stare off in the distance and not say anything. I would actually not really think of anything because to be honest, I was really fighting the feeling of my emotions and the way that I was feeling on the inside physically, Mm. you know? My mind was too focused on my own body to really think about what my thoughts were taking me, you know? And at that point, it was like my depression was really overtaking my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really didn't think I had anxiety throughout my whole entire life. (laughs) And that's why, like, recently... I got my very first panic attack, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was at work. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they called the ambulance. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. No, you never did. Oh, Oh, wow. Here we go. You got a, you got a story right here. Panic attacks are real. (laughs) Panic attacks are insane because the thing is, I know the feeling of death and it's just blackness, right? And it's not a luxury and mm-hmm. people just look at it and be like, oh, I'm going to die and I'm going to wake up a new person. Maybe, maybe you will. There's like endless possibilities in the universe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you do experience it firsthand, like all you see is blackness and you don't really remember much. That's what anxiety or a panic attack was to me, mm-hmm. you know? The first time, it's like you really lose control of your body. Your hands are numb, you're shaking, and then your legs go numb and they're shaking and you can't help yourself to stand at all. You can't really do anything. And you really think you see a white light. Like, yeah, it's crazy because my second time was here at home with Ella and Searle Mm -hmm. and I literally think I saw it wasn't a white light like oh my gosh come here you know it wasn't (laughs) like that um it was like at any moment at any given time I was just staring straight ahead of me and I was like oh my god I was praying and I was just like holding Searle's hand the whole time and I was like I'm gonna die that's it you know, because your heart is beating so fast. You can't control yourself. You don't know if this is it. Like, yeah, it's... I was like, this is how I'm going to die because I'm going to have a heart attack right now. That's crazy. Exactly. And it was insane. Those were my two times. And you, you would think like you would know what anxiety was. But like, I really didn't know until 
the past year, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And people can experience things on a slower rate than others. I don't know when you're, when did you have your first, or have you had one at all? I think for me, like, when I think about anxiety, I think about how my brain is always, like, in overdrive. Like, I just, I can't stop thinking about everything, you know? And I think a lot of um, overthinking and constant worry uh, has a lot to do with anxiety as well. Like for me, uh, you know, not only is it making sure that everything's clean and on point, like with my OCD, but it's also all these, all these, all these thoughts going through your mind. And, you know, I felt that people who do suffer with that and who do, who can't really, you know, chill, you know, I've been told a lot of times that you just need to chill, like you just need to relax, yeah. calm down. You know, I think um, that's one of the main things that uh, really differed from one, each other. Yeah. <laughs> when we first became friends is I was the more um, calm, just like too chill. I needed to not chill. Okay. Yeah. And she, she was like too crazy to chill, you yeah. know? And I think that's what brought us together because we evened each other out. And I feel like that allowed me to really, really mm-hmm. feel was one of the biggest influences for yeah. myself. You definitely taught me um, how to take a step back, really appreciate the finer things in life and not always constantly worry and stress about, you know, things that aren't in your control. I, I learned how to take a step back from you and you learned how to take a step forward from me. And I mm-hmm. think that's so necessary because we're constantly caught up in you know, our own little bubbles and mm-hmm. what's going around us is that we miss the big picture, which is that all of this is temporary mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So why are we worrying? And, you know, the thing with anxiety is it increases your heart rate as well. Like it's very common as well with people who take um, ADHD medication because it, the amphetamines and the medication just kind of amps up that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's difficult at times to really switch your mind off. It 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 can sometimes even lead to like a perfectionist outlook on life. Like everything needs to be done perfectly. Mm. Everything needs to be in order. And I think that's very detrimental to your mental health because at the end of the day, life isn't about that. Life is about taking a step back, not letting little things wither away at your mental health. And it's just so important to really relax and meditate and find your inner peace. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people that have that constant anxiety, you know, that constant struggle that am I good enough? Am I a good partner? Am I a good wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend? Am I a good sister? Am I a good daughter? Am I a good mother? Am I a good friend? Am I a good employee? We're always constantly worried about what other people think about us. Am I adequate enough? Am I doing enough in my life? Um, Will I be successful? Will this work out? And we're, we're so caught up with all these what ifs with, and you know, the current uncertainty around the world with COVID-19 doesn't make things any better, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that also has to relate with your inner sense of self and your peace, your inner peace. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that, you're going to worry about everything and you're just going to destroy away your physical and mental health and it's sad because we live in a world where it's such it's such a silent yet just recurrent problem everyone has it it's silent but deadly Mm -hmm. you know and that's what mental health is Mm -hmm. because it's something you can't control and it's something you don't know when it's going to come to you Mm -hmm. It literally destroys your well-being, mm-hmm. you know? It, it causes heart problems 100%. And that's why when I say when I have a panic attack, it feels like I'm going to have a heart attack because mm-hmm. it truly is almost like getting a heart attack. Yeah. It really has a bad sense of trigger in your body. And that's really what we need to talk about because it's it's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't allow our basic um, human in- instinct all the time to think that, oh, everything is good. 
And that just makes you worry too much.、Mm-hmm. That allows you to think that you can have good things all at once. It allows you to think that nothing bad's gonna happen.、Mm-hmm. And it just makes you wish for, hey, I just wanna like, live a happy life. Do you ever, have you ever said that before? I just wanna live a happy life. Yeah. yeah you Do you can... ever believe that? 100%. When I was younger, it was more of, I want to get this, I want to get that, I want to reach this milestone in my life,、yeah. I want to accomplish this, and then happiness will come along the way. But the older I get, the more I realize that happiness does not have any label on it. It's not, it should be something that should be constantly present in your life.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that you should put, put on the back burner. To achieve a certain milestone or a goal, because then why are you doing it in the first place? You yeah. Know?、Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because, you know, it's easy to say that, yeah, find your happiness, but it's a lifelong struggle for a lot of people, especially people struggling with so many deep seated issues.、Mm-hmm. You know, how they perceive themselves, your insecurities, you know, just childhood trauma, and、mm-hmm. all these factors have a play. And they really do shape us into who we are. And I think that's a, a lot of times people with anxiety, you know, nobody asks to have anxiety.、Mm-hmm. Not a single person. You, you know, yeah, nobody asks. I didn't even know what it was. And it, it just came to me. I was like, what is up? Yeah.、Bro? Nobody <laughs> asks. I'm like, hey. It creeps into your life and it's, it's, it's a constant battle to suppress it、mm-hmm. or. Just kind of, you know, it'll momentarily, you might be feeling better and then you might relapse. You might have a day where everything is not working or going according to how you planned it to be. And a small trigger is、mm-hmm. going to initiate, you know, an episode. And it's important to understand that because a lot of times it comes out of nowhere and people can't perceive why this is happening. But It is a constant work in progress. I, I do believe that if people, there's people all their lives that still haven't figured out how to be happy.、Mm-hmm. I think happiness comes from being at peace with what you have in your life. Exactly. It all, it all really starts with who you are and what you bring to the world. I think your purpose has、mm-hmm. a lot to do with it. Because you can't just wish for happiness. You know, you have to really work for it. And I think that's what a lot of people、um, don't want to do,、mm-hmm. you know, is work for it. I know so many people around me that just are so, so consumed in their depression and their anxiety, and they think they're stuck. They. Feel like they're doomed, they have no answers, nowhere to go. And I feel like it really, really has to do a lot to do with taking care of yourself, as you said. Going to the gym is an obvious answer, but it really, really does help. I remember when I was going to the gym all the time and I felt so good.、Mm-hmm. I felt so strong. You know, the gym was an amazing thing until COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone would agree that now we're starting to appreciate the gym more.、Mm-hmm. We're starting to really appreciate how we got to like. Go outside without our masks on and really just live that life. But now we are in a world where it's changed. We have to be in a society where we have to actually start looking after ourselves. Fuck all that extra shit.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all about that. It's not about, all about、um, how you look anymore. It's all about your health. And everyone's talking about your mental health. And mental health is a huge thing now.、Mm-hmm. But It's not just about, oh, do good things, have positive vibes. It's not all about that. It's not all about have good vibes. I see it so many times on Instagram where it's like, fuck your positive vibes. You know,、mm-hmm. there's like so many things happening out there that are way worse than how you feel.、Mm-hmm. Hey,、uh, absolutely. Like, Fuck me, what am I supposed to say about what's happening out there? You、mm-hmm. know? But the thing is, if you're not here, how are you gonna fix what's out there?、Mm-hmm. I think focusing on the negatives is 
it the really type, hurts you internally. Yeah, it's the type of reinforcement people need to continue to consume themselves in the same negative pattern patterns of behavior unhealthy patterns of behavior you know um it really makes a difference to clean up your surroundings organize your tasks it's baby steps it's Mm -hmm. it starts with baby steps because especially when your mind is so cluttered Mm -hmm. and when you're going through depression and you're going through anxiety it's not easy to just you know flick your fingers and just snap your fingers and everything's just all gone vanished Mm -hmm. It's a constant and continual process and it has to take place somewhere. And I think the hardest part of it is to really recognize that if I continue to allow my thoughts to consume me the way they are, I'm never going to progress from this situation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that self-responsibility that one needs to take and that awareness that one needs to really grasp to understand that change is inevitable and it needs to take place to, for growth to occur mm-hmm. you know um and that's the thing I, I I feel like a lot of people right now they feel like they're stuck they feel like they don't have anything going on for them and mm-hmm. it's co- it's completely normal to feel like you're under accomplished mm-hmm. it's a completely normal to want to be in a relationship with someone or want to feel loved or mm. want or crave affection mm-hmm. um and you know the these are things that affect us on a daily basis you know um so and with covid and everything going on you know with all the social distancing that doesn't that doesn't help with everything as well because i think in a way covid has allowed people to really take a step back and realize that you know th- there's more to the world than you know, the chaotic routine that we go through every day. Mm-hmm. There's more to life than that. You know, your loved ones, your family members, people that you care about, the progress and the value that you put into your work. All of these little successes are worth celebrating as well. You know, there's so many people struggling with anxiety and depression, you know, because of the situation that we're in right now mm-hmm. you know as humans we are not built to not be around human interaction you know mm-hmm. we crave that yeah um and, and even if you say you don't you really do yeah you the thing is loneliness is the number one killer yeah okay you guys like <laughs> even though you love being all by yourself all the time and locking yourself in your room i know like People need human interaction. And Fia's right. It's a human instinct to need that. Humans are social creatures. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we crave human interaction. Mm -hmm. We crave emotion, especially women. Mm -hmm. We crave... um, (laughs) (laughs) We crave... We could talk about, you know, differences between how men and women process their feelings for later. But, you know, that's evident as well within friendships you know, specific bonds that you have with the people in your life, mm-hmm. that all adds value to who you are as a person. There's so many challenges that as, you know, a nation we've been feeling, we've been experiencing. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge shift in what our societal norm used to be. Yeah, And with that comes challenges. But yeah, I, a lot of people at this point, you know, working from home, they feel um, less motivated. There's a lot of uncertainty in the air, which causes heightened anxiety. And what's going to happen with work? Am I going to Am I going to finish my degree? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to retain my job here? Like, what? Am I going to be able to pay the bills? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to see my family? You know, there's there's constant issues that people are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, really the time to be grateful about what you have in life. For sure. Because, you know, honestly, we don't really think about it, but so many people are, yeah, they're losing their homes, they're losing their jobs, they're losing a lot of things. And the people who are still out here, you know, you still get to live in your home, come home to a warm bed, you know, you still have your cell phone, you're still uh, connecting with your friends, having a good time, laughing. That's 
huge Mm -hmm. and that's a luxury Mm -hmm. to a lot of people right now i agree that we don't really understand i do and when we talk about um like how covid kind of literally came and i feel like it truly made a lot of people realize uh that life is so short Mm -hmm. because i feel like so many people in my life especially people that i've been in relationships with they've taught me so much Mm The fact that I was so exposed to a lot of these people and have friends like Fia and Ella mm-hmm. and Dia and Cyril, everybody that I have in my life, they're all so unique and they're so special and you learn so much from them. When you allow that negativity, let's say you do break up with that one person mm-hmm. and you're just like on that topic constantly, you allow it to dig deep and you're just constantly thinking about it always Mm -hmm. oh my gosh is he gonna text me is he gonna do this when in reality everyone lives their own life and Mm -hmm. everyone's going through some shit Mm -hmm. you know and the the one thing that we can do is kind of learn from each other Mm -hmm. be there for one another not allow negative thoughts to consume us and just you know, put an idea in our heads, create a problem for ourselves. Because the thing is, I said this before, we're always trying to create problems for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's never a time when we're not. But we have to understand that problems are never going to stop happening. And that once we understand that, we can allow the problems that are going to still come to come And we're not going to allow the ones that we created in our minds to consume us. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, as long as we understand that it's going to go, you're good. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no reason to cause bad relationships between people. But there's good in everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody that we've met in life has something about them that really makes them who they are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, the way how I see it is it the person you know the regardless of how relationships end or if it wasn't up to your expectations or if friendships end at one point in your life that mm-hmm. person was very significant to you mm-hmm. and they they could have helped you overcome a lot of things at that time and a lot of times we resort to anger and hate because a it could be a maturity issue, you know, but I think primarily it's more about pain and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, those are just stages to it. I feel like at the end of the day, when it's all over and you look back at it, mm-hmm. you should have nothing but good things to say. 100%. Because why would you do that person dirty like that? You know, yeah. um, they were a significant part of your life once Mm -hmm. and they mattered to you Mm -hmm. and you know that respect should always be there Mm -hmm. um and it's so sad that nowadays you know there are people that do adopt this but then there's the other side you know the the ugly side the the defamation side going Mm -hmm. on social media and you know causing drama and just Mm -hmm lies and rumors Mm -hmm. and you know what is the true point behind all of that because there really isn't Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you have to come to terms with things especially if you weren't expecting them in your life Mm -hmm. things are not always going to work out the way you want them to um there will be circumstances that will deviate from your expectations and that how you deal with that really shows who you are as a person yes and that's why it kind of goes full circle Mm -hmm. um of how you really deal with the relationships around you because i feel like that really brings you into considering um your mindfulness Mm -hmm. and um when they say who the happiest people in the world are it's the people that usually say i'm just happy because my family is happy with me and it's mostly the relationships around them that really, really um, push them into feeling that, you know, serotonin. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's kind of just that feeling that comes, obviously. And But the thing is, there's still 
bad things that are going to happen, but it's that support that you have mm-hmm. in the end mm-hmm. that you can fall back on and you can allow yourself to be like, hey, one time, I'm going to tell you guys a thing. And one time me and Fia didn't talk for a long time. Yeah. But this happens to me a lot because <laughs> <laughs> um, me personally, I wish I should say, is because once I meet someone who is very, very dedicated to uh, helping me really change my life and be there for me, once they're too much in my space, mm-hmm. I really try to push them away. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did to Fia. And we didn't talk for months. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it was been. Do you remember? It was a couple. It was a half it, a year, maybe a couple months. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, that did not stop us from coming back and being like, I still need you. You know, yeah. you were that huge support for me. And the things that we've been through together, the things that we've done together matters so much more than just a petty um, fight. You know, Mm -hmm. things that we can use to grow and things that we can kind of take back and learn from is really what matters the Mm -hmm. most. Because if you're, you can allow yourself to really have that conversation and really understand what's going on, all that depression, all that anxiety, it's going to help. You're not going to be thinking too much about, hey, does that person like me? Mm -hmm. Or am I being a good person or anything like that, that we talked about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. as Fia mentioned, it all really comes full circle Mm -hmm. because you're going to stop worrying so much about what other people think of you. And you're going to start realizing that, you know, we're all human. We're all trying, you know, there's no such thing as someone who's not trying in this world. We're Mm -hmm. all human beings and it's a basic instinct it's our animal instinct, I should say, to really try to protect ourselves. And we have to start doing that again because mm-hmm. there's a huge stigma behind looking after ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what really causes that depression and that anxiety to really seep through. I feel like maybe a lot of you will relate to this, but, and honestly, I'm not saying that I have a perfect life and I have perfect relationships around me no, there's not at all <laughs> yeah honestly I fight with people constantly I'm literally people call me the Hulk you guys <laughs> like that's my freaking nickname anyways so it's not a bad thing but sometimes there's ways to kind of control yourself and ways to step back and be like okay what are better ways to really deal with this because when you're all up in your head, when you have so much anxiety and when you have constant thoughts about things that are really going to trigger you in some way, that's when it really takes a toll on you Mm -hmm. and your health, Mm -hmm. everything. You're going to start, I don't know, maybe gaining weight, maybe losing too much weight. That affects your health a lot. Your mentality. I know when I started uh, getting like really bad anxiety I started losing my memory a lot Mm, and I remember that yeah yeah and I used to be a person that remembered so many things Mm -hmm. I never lost anything ever my whole life I never lost anything I think my older sister lost more things than me and I would just always be the one that held on to things Mm -hmm. you know and then um when my anxiety started coming through I didn't really know it was anxiety because I didn't know what that was like I knew what that word was I didn't know what it meant you know I didn't know what it felt like and I didn't know what kind of toll it would take on my body but I started losing my memory and the first thing I said to my roommate to Ella and to Fia I was like you need to start reminding me about things because I I'm starting to forget like appointments You know, just regular things that I would 100% remember. And then it started getting worse. And I would start forgetting about something that happened to me the day before. And people would be like, I just, we just had a conversation about this. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, I don't remember. It's not a good look. You know, obviously I'm freaking 25. I'm turning 26 this year. Like 
I started forgetting so many things that even five minutes ago, I was like a goldfish, mm. you know? And I was like, holy shit, am I getting Alzheimer's? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Holy shit. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm not like a hundred years old yet. Like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm just, I was going crazy. I did not want, know what to do. And in the end, I later found out it was anxiety because of my panic attacks. I was like, bro, I need to like chill. I need to go on meds. And the thing is, I think um, Fia really knows about this. Meds are such a thing in mental health. Mm -hmm. Like that's the number one thing they push you to is taking medication. Mm -hmm. And when I took medication for my depression, I didn't think it did anything, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Antidepressants were like bullshit to me. Um, And I used to, I was a huge firm believer that therapy doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you know, and talking to people doesn't work. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, fuck people. Nobody wants to listen to me. No one wants to you know, I'm just here all alone, even though I had fiat. <laughs> like, I was just fucked. But the thing is, I had to take these meds, mm-hmm. you know? I remember that phase of yours. That was a tough phase. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Like, now, because I have to deal with the anxiety. I don't know if any of you guys have experienced when I did. I was like, bro, I need to start doing something about it. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor and he gave me like these crazy pills mm-hmm. and it felt like I was I was on Molly. <laughs> <laughs> the antidepressants? It was yeah, I guess so. It's it's supposed to take care of your anxiety. Um it felt like I was having a panic attack, but I was chilling. Mm. <laughs> you know, I was just chilling. That's quite the contrast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you guys. If you go to the doctor and you're really experiencing this, there is this medication that they might give you. And to be honest, it might not be for everybody. And this is, um, I Googled it because the first night I took it and I had a bad, like a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the only nice thing about that nightmare was I, my room was floating in space. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was awesome. But, (laughs) But other than that, the rest of the nightmare... I'll just kind of tell you is usually when we I go to bed, I don't lock my room door. Oh my gosh, someone's going to come and murder me now. I'm going to start locking my door. But before, <laughs> before, I used to never lock my bedroom door. And Ella, Cyril, everyone I know locks their door. And every time oh, that's I so lock, strange. I never lock my you door. You never lock? Oh. No. Um, they told me it's like a only child thing maybe. Yeah, it definitely is because you have two siblings. I have two siblings. We I all never thought go of into it that way. Yeah. That's absurd. Locking your room? Exactly. So she would always lock her room. <laughs> I know. And being the nosy person I was, um, I would always try to go into her room, but she would always lock it. And mm-hmm. she was in there. It's not like she's not in there. But it's just locked. It's just locked. And that came into my nightmare because when I used to have the anxiety attacks or the panic attacks, I used to use Ella mm-hmm. to um, kind of calm down. And I would force her to like help me clear my mind, do something to distract me, anything. I would hold her hand, do anything. I couldn't even sleep at night oh, without... Wow. Yeah. I didn't know this. I had to sleep with Ella for like... So the first night, I couldn't sleep. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I went and slept with Ella. When was this? This was actually this year. A couple this months was, ago? Yeah. This was probably February, I would say. Literally last oh. month. Oh, wow. And the, Yeah. So That's why I don't know about this. We're going real deep, you guys. Yeah. So I could not sleep that first night. And then I was like, okay, second night, I think, like, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Second night, I tried to but I couldn't my heart was beating too fast and I I needed to sleep with Ella so I tried to go to Ella's room her door was locked I was kind of freaking out and I was like knocking and I couldn't open it and um 
yeah, that was one of my things. And during the third night, I was like, okay, this can't happen again. Mm -hmm. So I went straight to the doctor. I'm like, this is an emergency because I'm scared to go to bed at night. You know, I'm scared because for the first time ever, I want (laughs) to... I want to live, you know? Yeah. Um, Exactly. Especially with everything that I've been through. Like, Mm -hmm. this was huge for me. Like, I do not want to die. And so I was like, I can't go to bed. And I'm scared. What if I die in my sleep? And this is not good. So, yeah, he gave me pills. And the first night, I had this nightmare. And I kind of opened my eyes and outside it was like space wow it was amazing it was so vivid Mm -hmm. you know and I just roll over uh facing my bedroom door and there was a man and he's just slowly walking towards me and I freak out and I'm like I can't I can't do anything other than turn to the other side towards Mm -hmm. my bedroom window where space is maybe that'll calm me down I turn around towards space and there's two people staring back at me. Oh my God, that's so terrifying. It was insane and I freak out. I turn back around and that guy is walking towards me. I turn back around, they're staring back at me. I turn around again, the guy's gone. So I take this as my chance to go to Ella. My door was locked. Oh, wow. I could not unlock my door. It was so hard to unlock. Like, I couldn't. And then after struggling for some time, it finally unlocked. And as soon as I went across, Ella's room is right across from mine. Right there. It was not even locked. I went straight in. And she's, her body's just sitting up in the bed. And she's staring out her window. She's not looking at me at all. And I'm just yelling her name. I can't go into her room. And I'm just like crying and mm-hmm. she would not look at me and I needed her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, all I could do was like sit at her door and just rock back and forth and stare at her back. Wow. <laughs> because like what more can I do? Because there's three people in my room. That's terrifying. And I'm, I swear there was something coming down the hallway, you know, That's terrifying. and then I woke up. So I Googled that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this is fucked up. And a lot of the reviews said that they had nightmares the first time. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, you should really look at some of the side effects of the medication you're taking because it's very common, um, mm-hmm. to experience like nightmares, uh, like very vivid nightmares terror attacks uh, from antidepressants i'm not sure about the medication you're taking but Mm -hmm. definitely and like the fact that it was as like vivid and scary as you're saying it was Mm -hmm. is a huge thing you know like you should maybe stop taking it oh yeah i don't take it anymore obviously that was a while ago but (laughs) last month (laughs) but the thing is is um that was I had to take it for two weeks and uh it felt like I was on drugs I was on molly and when they see that you have depression and anxiety to that level where you're scared to sleep at night that's what they're gonna do they're gonna give you the next best thing Mm -hmm. and I was like is there any lower dose than this? Mm-hmm. Because this is crazy. It's pretty strong. It's not what yeah. I, this is not what I need. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, that's the lowest dose I can give you. Wow. And I'm like, wow. So I started obviously looking into more natural ways of um, taking care of my anxiety, like obviously meditation. And mm-hmm. I started taking natural medicine. And I feel like it is really helping. There has been panic attacks here and there. But to be honest... I just feel like a better person Mm -hmm. and I feel like the medication that they kind of give you in the hospitals or um, outside of the hospital that's that's fine but really look into it because hey you are going through all of that and your anxiety is really affecting you as a person so don't allow these drugs to affect you even more Mm -hmm. because honestly one of the reasons that the doctor said to me he's like you know this drug is supposed to rewire you 
Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to take it for six months. And um, that's how you completely change or rewire your whole brain into really getting manipulated into thinking you're not going through a panic attack when you mm-hmm. are. <laughs> because that's really what I felt like during those two weeks. And I was like a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always on drive. I was always like happy and it was insane like you guys anxiety is fucking crazy and being somebody who never thought that they had anxiety ever I would really take it more seriously Mm -hmm. it's crazy because people people become dependent to this kind of medication yes when I googled it there were so many people that are like oh my gosh you're gonna get addicted to this I thank god I'm not the type of person that gets addicted to things I get sick and tired of things easily which is still bad (laughs) but I think when we work together during the first year of working together I committed suicide yeah and they admitted me to the hospital and she was like the first person I think I called and she wrote me like a whole list of everyone's phone numbers and stuff and that depression and anxiety like honestly I'm not even going to talk about the anxiety during that time because my depression just like took a toll during Mm. that time and the fact like Fia one of the people that really experienced it firsthand really helped me get through all of that and till now I just really in my opinion I always just wish and hope that I do the same for you absolutely that's what friends are for you know that's friends are the family that you choose and that's the thing you were operating completely fine nobody would even think that you were you know having those thoughts but that's what I mean is you know it's something that's very deeply entrenched and when you do go home or when you are alone or when you're not at work or when you're not constantly around people that's when the negativity you know it's like a tsunami of it all at once and you get all of these thoughts and the nightmares are, you know, I for one also am terrified of the dark. Mm. Um, I don't know why. Me too. But I just have, um, I have this crazy fear of the dark. So I always need some kind of nightlight or something. Do you know why that is? I know why. Why? It's literally the fear of unknowing. That's pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah, the fear, that's what, I'm so scared of it because it's that literal fear of not knowing what's going to happen. And I'm literally, I used to be so scared of space and looking at space pictures because I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. This is, I don't know, this is never ending. But then I started like learning more about space and I was like there's way more to it but the thing is like I'm still kind of a pussy (laughs) I still like I can't look at google earth pictures of the earth on the oceans you know what I mean yeah that's terrifying to me and the mountains oh my god the ocean is terrifying to me like when I like being on a cruise and like watching 2012 and all of that like it's just so terrifying like the fear of the depth of it, like the magnitude of it, like you're so insignificant. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely like space, the darkness and the ocean. <laughs> the ocean is... <laughs> I know. I literally, same thing, same thing. And that's the fear of not knowing things. That's crazy. That's literally our ego. Mm. Our, and that's why I love Project Unoya so much and why it means so much to me because every topic that we talk about is so all comes into one Mm -hmm. and that's why when I say it it's your ego it's because we feel like we need to know everything we feel like we have that sense of responsibility to know the answer to everything you Mm -hmm. know and we don't we need to question our surroundings we still there's still things to learn it's not like Elon Musk knows the answer to life obviously maybe he's probably a genius but he still doesn't know every single thing and Mm -hmm. everyone even Einstein anyone who is a super genius in one thing they still have something that they can uh, learn in a different topic Mm -hmm. you know who's to say that 
I don't know, Bill Gates uh, is going to start opening a nail salon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and start doing his nails yeah you know that's that's something maybe he's not too interested in how you get acrylics or gel <laughs> but he's a genius in everything else and there's so many areas where we can kind of learn and explore and um, touch base with especially with ourselves because there's so much to learn about ourselves it's so healthy to really question who we are as human beings because it's a never-ending cycle of self-rediscovery. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always still learning about yourself. There's always um, things you can implant into your life and just, you know, allow that to get you to grow and learn more about yourself because mm-hmm. there's so much about stuff in this world and we need to stop being so scared about stupid things even though they're terrifying like the dark yeah i'm so scared (laughs) i think uncertain situations also you know people who really crave security and safety in their Mm -hmm. lives when you're put into a situation like that you know for example just in that darkness Mm -hmm. you know i think it brings out a lot of deep-seated fear Mm -hmm. of not being secure not being safe and you know that that can stem from childhood trauma that can stem from a traumatic incident in your life that's taken place or just an irrational fear of the dark because it's so interesting to see because everybody has you can tell a lot by someone's phobias Mm -hmm. you know like what their what their true fears are them everybody has them and like you when you start asking the right questions and you try you start to get to know that person and why they have that irrational fear you you get to you you gauge you know a deeper sense of where this came from and why they are the way they are and mm-hmm. i think that's where the empathy comes and that's where it's so important to know that we're all human and we're all going through so many different things mm-hmm. and um you know we're susceptible and we are imperfect and we need to give each other room for error a hundred percent i especially with the last thing you you said um allowing each other uh space or room for error that's a hundred percent what we need to start doing because i feel like right now in our generation we feel like the need of everything needs to be perfect mm-hmm. you know and we have that expectation from everyone else that we have to do perfect things. Mm-hmm. And that's where looking beautiful comes in and caring too much about the way you speak or the way you do things. It all stems from one place, obviously. But the thing is, is it's not all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. There's so much more to life. There's so much more to um, how we look or how it's what we do for the world and as I said before the purpose in life that we have is what's gonna bring you that happiness you oh so desire you know that happiness that'll just come to you for a little bit but at least it'll bring you some sort of excitement and happiness but it's not all about needing to know about everything it's not all about being perfect because that simple Thing that just came out of nowhere and um, hit you and you didn't even know mm-hmm. it was coming. Sometimes those turn out to be amazing things. Sometimes they're blessings in disguise. hundred percent. Know? I always say that. Like when we were in uh, Dia's episode, um, if I wasn't in that crazy hospital, um, I would have never met her. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always used to look back and really blame a lot of people for me being there believe it or not Mm -hmm. but the thing is it wasn't all about blaming the people who really truly thought I needed it because I really did there was no way going around it I feel like if I didn't go obviously I wouldn't have met Dia but at the same time life would have led me to so many different paths and at the end of the day I probably would have been in a place that's really bad right Mm -hmm. now 
So there's so, so many things to take into consideration, especially regarding like the people that you have around you and just being grateful for all the small things. Think about what you say before you say it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, say good things, say meaningful things. There's always a time and place to say things, but mean what you say, have intention mm-hmm. in everything. Because if you're just going to babble on and babble on, what's the meaning behind the message you're trying to send across? There's no meaning. Exactly. It's just noise. And that's what I always see every single day is mm-hmm. people just like talking shit about other people, wasting their time, like being trolls on the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't have TikTok on my phone. Do you have TikTok? No. Okay, see, that's the number one thing I will never download on my phone because I know once I download it, I'm going to be just like everybody else. Yeah. I'm just going to be scrolling through. I downloaded it out of pure curiosity <laughs> to see what the hype was. To be honest, same. Honestly, I could not for the life of me navigate that app. And I was just getting irritated by Mm -hmm. all the the videos and just, you know, just, uh, yeah, it's definitely (laughs) not for our generation. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel like um, (laughs) there's so much better ways to kind of spend your day and release that you know, pent up energy that you had from your day and you just want to like come home and do your thing. But if TikTok's all you're going to be doing when you come home and be scrolling, like really, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a song that I always like listen to and there's a saying in it and he's like, if I was not doing anything with my life, I would still be working at the fucking mall, basically like that i still work at the fucking mall you guys (laughs) okay i'm not there yet but i'm doing something with my life there's one life that you get to live so it's either you just sit around lock yourself in your room scroll on tiktok and you know do those things that are just gonna kind of get you to wither away into nothingness i think there's better ways to spend your time Mm mm-hmm yeah you know you only get 24 hours in a day it's not like we utilize all 24 you know even allocating an hour or two a day towards some task or activity which is productive or which promotes and you know increases your well-being and your mental health um that is so important and you know i'm a culprit for it too like ever since covid hit Mm-hmm. You know, it's difficult to stay in shape. It's difficult to go to the gym. It's difficult to take time out of the day for yourself because you're just at home and everything's very stagnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, your routine is very stagnant. You know, you're doing your master's at home. Like for me, I'm I'm doing my master's at home. Like I, everything's at home. So, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, it, it kind of makes you detach from reality in a sense because you're just isolated, you yeah. know? Um, and in that in that isolation you you lose a lot of motivation and it's very difficult to kind of pull yourself out of that and remind yourself of the goal remind yourself of your vision what you want to do mm-hmm. why you're here to begin with and cuz it's easy to slip you know it's easy to i'm you know people with anxiety are also very highly self-critical mm-hmm. highly self-critical we are our worst critics like, if somebody could be hard on us, it's us, yeah. you know? And I think that is also very detrimental because you're, you should be allowing yourself to thrive and, again, giving yourself that room for error, that room for imperfection. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, nowadays with societal standards of, you know, you're just expected to always outperform, outdo the competition, and at the same time, maintain proper mental health, have a proper social life, mm-hmm. have an active lifestyle. And it, from a realistic standpoint, that's just not, you know, realistic, feasible. Yeah. And that's okay yeah. because we're human and, mm-hmm. you know, one step at a time. And as long as you're moving towards change and you're actively trying to be a better version of mm-hmm. yourself every day that is what you should truly be in competition with is 
your own self-improvement. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why this episode is so essential and necessary is because, hey, there's so many people like me and you out there who are in the exact same boat. And I hope after listening, you know, to some of the topics that we've touched on today, Mm -hmm. they, they can really, you know, gauge interest and relate to us to that, to that extent. A hundred percent. I agree. And it doesn't mean that you guys have to wake up in the morning feeling happy and that you need to do something with your day. You don't have to, as long as you, the first thing I always kind of tell myself is just kind of try to smile. Mm -hmm. Smiling uses the least amount of muscles in your face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So smile and just, I have affirmations on my phone that I've downloaded which kind of remind me how amazing I am because I am amazing. <laughs> and you are. Oh, thank you. you are perfect. And you're a <laughs> goddess. But it, sometimes you need those and to help you um, build yourself up. And it really does uh, remind you how important you are. And it really starts with the small things. Mm-hmm. You know, your life isn't going to end horribly if you don't want it to end horribly. It all matters about what you think and how your mind works. And it just starts with you. Mm -hmm. So just love yourself a little bit better. It's hard, but and it's easier said than done, especially coming from little people who have gone through self-hatred so many times. It's difficult, but you got this. Just say one nice thing to yourself. Mm-hmm. I saw this one thing, and it's maybe you guys should take this back with you. Never say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to your best friend. 100%. 100%. At the end of the day, you only got yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. And if you're at war with yourself, it's going to be a terrible experience. It's going to mm-hmm. be a very challenging experience because it's going to be a constant tug of war. Yeah. And you just have to remind yourself that. You know, it's you at the end of the day that matter and then everyone else and then everything else in life. And once you're able to create that boundary, Mm -hmm. things start to get better. Yeah, it's selfish, but it's true. Mm -hmm. You need to be a little selfish with yourself sometimes. Indulge in yourself. Imagine you're like a piece of chocolate. I don't know if you like chocolate. I love chocolate. Oh, there you Dark go. Dark chocolate's my favorite. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to imagine some other chocolate. So. <laughs> the darker, the better. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine your dark chocolate. All right. And you're just oh, delicious. You're, mm, you just melt in your own mouth. Yeah. That's how delicious you are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't think about anyone else, you know. Everyone else is like, let's say, what do you mix with chocolate? Give me something. Um, I mix everything with chocolate. Yeah, just, <laughs> I was like, what should I say? You know what? Let's just uh, say everyone else is everything else. Yeah. Okay, and you're the chocolate. Everyone sh- is wanting you, okay? So be grateful that you're the chocolate and that you're not fucking avocados i hate avocados i'm gonna use that screw you guys and avocados (laughs) (laughs) but um you're just a fine ass chocolate yeah and you know love yourself the chocolate's a metaphor guys oh yeah exactly (laughs) you got this but yeah it relates a lot to your your Mm self-love and you know self-love is a very difficult concept because it it can be rooted due to so many different factors. You know, it could be childhood trauma. You had a negligent parent and Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, you have these anxious attachment patterns with your Mm -hmm. partners. Um, it it could be anything, you know, but Um, that's just like literally your ego talking you guys. So don't allow that to really consume you. Don't allow your ego to think that you're God and everybody else is a peasant. Okay, you're see yourself as you're grounded on earth with everybody else. We're all the same. We all mold each other. We all build each other up. And no one's better than anybody else. Maybe Oprah. <laughs> but honestly, we're all the same. We're all human. And just 
love yourself a little bit better. Yeah. You got this. I believe in you. Fia believes in you. I believe in you. We believe in ourselves. I believe in Fia. I believe in you. Right? So that's all you need. It's the people you keep in your life that matter the most. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you guys so much for listening today. This was such an important topic to talk about because there's such a huge stigma behind it. And I feel like once we finally let that go and we can talk about it, um, we'll actually finally learn how to let go and be good with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. I love you, yeah. Fia, for Thank you for having here. me here. This has been a true honor, to be honest. Yeah. I'm so proud of your trajectory and everything you're doing with this project, to be honest. So keep at it because, you know, it's so essential to spread this kind of a message, even if it is just as an informal conversation the way we're having. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's in today's day and age, the more, you know, awareness that you can spread around these topics, the better it is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 100%. I love you so much. I'm so honored. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, you guys. I hope you're having an amazing day, whether you're just starting it or just ending it. I still hope it's amazing. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. I love you. Bye, guys. Bye.